You're listening to episode number 285 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a three with a seven dollar per month subscription to Patreon. <laughs> I was about to give everybody a Black Friday day. <laughs> That's patreon.com slash three sixty Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I know something interesting that happened this week, a new Vegas thing that we learned. All right. I learned that when it rains, well, number one, it started raining and I was confused. I, I, I hadn't... I actually thought I mean, it was fun. I was like, look, it's raining. Because <laughs> that just doesn't happen here. We've seen it happen a couple times. Yeah, but, but normally it's at night and we're already in the house. I was actually out and about in this yesterday. But then I learned that driving in the rain in Las Vegas means no. you cannot go over 25 miles an hour. Well, we live in a valley. I, it's like something falls from the sky and they just lose their minds. They don't know what to do. See, you can say that about any, any area. I, I didn't think that... I like to think that when it rains, that, that we have built such an infrastructure that we wash away all the gross. <laughs> that's why it rains so hard, because periodically, there's a lot of gross. You really got to get in there. It's like the, it's like the pots and pans cycle on, on the dishwasher. <laughs> like, ooh, we got to get real real in there. That's why they also warn the homeless people all the time, unfairly, I, I would argue, because now you're not really cleaning the place up. But you <laughs> stay out from yeah, under the yeah the stay out from under the underpasses and the uh, the aqueducts or whatever the fuck they're called the channels in which all the water gets flowed through. Like, well, I think you people could use a bath as well. <laughs> Power wash. <laughs> <laughs> Just stand right there. Everybody wins. I don't get this. Don't right. <laughs> Stop circumventing nature. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with random Vegas. So following up on our last show, a listener at Matt Lawson123 informed me that the greens fees for the Wynn Golf Course were $500 per golfer, meaning the resort would only need 80 golfers to average $40,000 a day. That's fucking insane. That's mind-blowing. <laughs> I mean, in a very real sense, that's, that's 20 foursomes going out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And don't they normally, like, foursomes, normally they space them, what, 15 minutes apart? I'm not sure. Mm. That sounds about right, yeah. Which, my normally guess is you they, wanna... could, they could space them further apart here to yeah. prevent the playthrough, and, you know, you don't have somebody right behind you harassing your foursome to get their asses moving. Right. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... about Does, how much do the we greens, pay... Like, do the greens, like, like, bow and bend so that you're, 
you know, your putts go directly into the hole? Like, is that what you're paying for? <laughs> the best golfer ever. Right? <laughs> oh, no, I'll only play it win because my, my score is, like, way better. Yeah. <laughs> kill it win. That's awesome. How funny. All right, let's move into Twit Pick of the Week. Here's what I love about this week's winner, shared by at Tony Ilya. It looks like Americana. This could be any random thoroughfare periodically found along Route 66 that died with the advent of the highway system. At first, it isn't even obvious that this is Las Vegas until you spot the iconic Sands marquee at the side of the road. But after that, while we know since this picture was taken in 1963, in the distance, the Desert Inn, Last Frontier, Thunderbird, Stardust, Riviera, and Sahara are all open. At this moment in time, they fade into the backdrop of black and white desert landscape. Something else you can't see is what's on the horizon because it's out of frame. Sitting just to the right and only 80% complete is the landmark. The tallest structure in the city signaling the future of Las Vegas was larger than life. Bigger was not only better, it would be required to attract guests to your property. The landmark's very existence inspired the unmistakable additions of Howard Hughes' future residence at the Desert Inn, the St. Andrews Tower, the iconic Stardust Marquee, and the 500-room cylindrical hotel tower at the Sands to the Las Vegas skyline before it was finished in 1969. It's, it's, it's a great <laughs> shot. I mean, I don't know where he's finding these pictures, but they're super fun to, to look at. And sometimes actually you forget just how empty that place was for a, for a certain amount of time. I mean, it, yeah. it's only been in the last, what, 30 years, 35 years that it's really exploded the way that it has. You're looking at this picture and knowing that the Sands opens in 1969, or excuse me, the, the landmark opens in 1969, and there's still all of this open space. It's hard to wrap your mind around. Well, that's what I really loved about it is that the angle forced you to look at just how flat that landscape was where if you would have just angled it a little bit more to the right you would have seen this unmistakable giant tower sitting out there mm -hmm. i mean because it was virtually done it, very similar to the fountain blue it was just the interior needed work maybe the photographer wasn't happy that you know bigger was going to be better and he right. liked vegas the way it was and just i wanted to show all the, the classic old places i don't like this new stuff this hotel fad. get off my lawn right <laughs> you know what it's never going to get any better than motels yeah. Who would, who would ever want to stay anywhere else? <laughs> Why would you want to go up? <laughs> <laughs> Why wait for an elevator? Just go up two flights. It's fine. <laughs> they didn't even have those. Exactly. Take stairs. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Screw people with disabilities. <laughs> that that would have been before the ADA yeah, Act. So, oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, absolutely would have. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog featured on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which Patreon subscribers should be seeing right now. Let's get into the news. The way he says that, I don't know why it cracks me up it's every classic. time. It's iconic. Oh, Tony, you're an icon. So there's an absent expansion <laughs> going on. <laughs> don't be shy. Eater Vegas is reporting that Absinthe, the production show located in a tent in front of Caesar's Palace since 2006, 
has proposed the addition of a dining and drinking area housed in the frontal lobe area. It would be named the Green Fairy Garden, a play off of the color of the drink absinthe, in which the show is named after, and housed in repurposed shipping containers similar to those showcased in Container Park on Fremont Street. The environment would be decorated in foliage, hanging gardens, and feature a 35-foot-tall sculpted tree covered with LED lights that change color. Dining area options will include communal seating near the show's entrance or elevated bleachers. I don't understand why that's... A, like, you know what I love about Let going out to eat? Let me go eat and sit in bleachers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like eating with something on your lap in uncomfortable <laughs> bleacher chairs. Oh, I love when they dig into the middle of my back. That's the best part about bleachers. Green Fairy Garden would be available to non-ticket holders, but ticket holders to the show will have the ability to purchase an exclusive VIP experience. No word when the project is expected to begin, open, or what tenants would be featured. Wait, wait, wait. So it's open to the public, but if you've already bought tickets to the show, you can then buy a VIP experience I know, right? to the restaurant? It, is, it isn't like if you bought tickets, you get to the VIP thing. It's right. Like, no, no, no. If you buy, you, you can also buy this. Like, wait, so, right, so more? It costs more? <laughs> That's right. <sighs> Maybe it comes with one of those little flat um, seat cushions that you put down on a bleacher. So no, what, what you should get with the VIP is not just the cushion. You should get the cushion that then has the back that sits up that you can lean against you like you can put on bleacher seats. Nice. That's a million dollar idea right there. Nice. Thank you. Ah. Tony's an icon. I have a million dollar idea. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs a job? That's right. (laughs) Tell me about Vegas through the eyes of the amateur. Said it many times before. One of my favorite forms of art is photography. If TwitPick the Week didn't already make that crystal clear. One of the things I find that draws me to it is the way that it captures a moment in time. In Vegas' case... I continue to find I'm drawn to views of the ordinary set against the inescapable extraordinary backdrops. That point of view is currently on display on the third floor of UNLV's Lide Library off Harmon Avenue, just over two miles east of Planet Hollywood. It's a collection of photographs from amateur photographer Wobbert. Wobbert. So that's a quote from uh, License to Drive where uh, Carol Kane was uh, playing a, a pregnant mom to Corey Haim. And I don't remember who the dad was, but the dad was named Robert. And she had a, she made her character have this sort of speech impediment. I thought you were just impersonating Elmer Fudd. No, 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 no. She was like, Wabut, I'm hot. And, and so like he, he's wearing like, you know, a, a burqa, not a burqa. A parka. <laughs> a parka. <laughs> I mean, he might be a Muslim woman in the movie, too. I don't remember. I was young. <laughs> but he just kept having to turn up the air conditioning because she was always hot. Anyway, I digress. Tell me more. <laughs> so Robert Woodford. Woodruff? Robert Woodruff. I like the man's photographs. We're having I, all yeah, times yeah, in trouble yeah. with the name today. Yeah. Robert Woodruff. He's a man who lived just off Fremont Street from 1937 until he moved to California in 1986. He found the radical evolution of the city around him so interesting that he was compelled to capture it in his spare time via his hobby photography. It eventually evolved into him opening a retail photography store in Henderson, but until recently, Robert's photographs were largely unrecognized. 
It's unclear how they came to the attention of curators at UNLV, but always looking for a fresh perspective on the city, they were drawn to the way that he captured the journey he seemed to be telling, not only geographically, like he was walking around the city, but almost as if it were a journey through time, showcasing the city's evolution. Sadly, we only recently discovered this exhibit existed because it will only be on display at Lyde Library until December 21st. So for those of you with the opportunity and interest in checking it out, admission to the exhibit is free during all library hours. One thing I love about this goddamn city. Like, I just stumbled <laughs> across this, and I'm like... And as I've been getting more and more into photography, like, this sort of thing... Like, I'm catching things like... Uh, things I would have easily overlooked. And I think it's because I've been able to see the city that I love in so many different angles, and now I'm catching it. Like, the things that now catch my eye are the things that I haven't seen yet. Well, and you've got more time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're not... We said this before. When we come on vacation, we'd be kind of rushed, and you would sometimes be on photo missions that you need a picture of this. Right. But you usually always had in your mind, this is exactly what I need. Now you've got the time to kind of wander around and go, huh, look at that. I haven't seen yeah. that before. So, yeah, you're going to have a different viewpoint of it now because you know what? You're a Vegas local. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, and I also would imagine, too, to a certain extent, Mark, you're, you've worked your way through let's just say that um, that tourist part of Mark, that now that you actually live there, you get to go out and you get to go truly hang out and go see the things that you would never dedicate your time to. Otherwise, if you were a vacationing in Las Vegas, Mark, you are now a, a local and you can say, all right, I've, I've gone and checked out all these things. Now I want to go and do these truly one-off experiences. And, and this would definitely be one of them. I mean, it's not anything I inherently would necessarily want to put on my to-do list because I don't live there. But as somebody that does, I could see spending a ton of time there checking this out. No, you're right. I, I do seek out the extraordinary now. Now that, I mean, it's not that I don't still love the, the things that, that I did before, but now I, I don't have, like Cameron was saying, I don't have that pressure to go, I only have five days here. I got to make sure that I enjoy all the best. And I'm like, I got fucking the rest of my life here. So I want to see all this shit. I want to experience all of it. For sure. What about Lady Gaga's residency setting a new record? The shows haven't even begun, and they are already setting new box office records for Las Vegas residencies. Lady Gaga's two-year residency at Park MGM kicks off this month, and according to Ticket Club data, she is pulling in more per performance than any in Vegas history. At their most in-demand, Tickets to see Celine Dion have gone for as much as $277 a ticket at reseller sites. Britney Spears topped out with her final performances at Planet Hollywood with $330 per ticket. But tickets to Lady Gaga's first four shows, December 28th through the 31st, are going for an average of $535. Holy shit. That's not to say all tickets are selling for these amounts. Just the most expensive tickets, which are typically the best seats available via second retailers. To add a bit of context to that, tickets via secondary resellers for Gwen Stefani at Planet Hollywood are running 248, and Mariah Carey's show at Caesars is running for 160. Does it differentiate between which shows? So is it is it the huge like stage production show that's going for that much, oh, or is it no, the unplugged? It didn't say. It didn't okay. say. I just thought that was interesting and good for her. I mean, oh, one sure. one could argue that she has richer fans. 
and, and, and that this is at a newer place. Richer, fan, richer fans than Cher or Celine. Oh, yeah, that is a hard sell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also wonder if how much of this is the fact that it's December 28th through the 31st, so people are coming into town for uh, New Year's to begin with, so they're like, well, hell, if I'm going to be here for New Year's, I might as well blow it out. And, and they could, you know, be treating this as a Christmas present for yep. whoever. Well, if I recall, right. that was Britney's... The end of her residency was around the same time, which is why the prices got so jacked up. It could be. Because it, so, it does get busy here. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, on t- yeah and on top of that, it's kind of like, oh, we're going to be the first. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the show's been so hyped. I mean, and anybody that... Well, she's just been crushing it. Like, she after has. the Super Bowl, then she fucking does this movie with, what's his face? Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Cooper. And that thing's killing it. So, I mean, this girl is, like... She's super talented. She's crushing it right and now. And I just, I love how she went from being... Because, you know, when she first came out on the scene, she was known for, like, just being just out there. Yeah, I mean, wild, the costumes yeah. and the, the just the way she did everything. But when she can, like, I love the fact that she's doing, like, an unplugged version of the concert because she can actually sing. Yeah. So I just think it's it's great how she's evolving. And she still does the crazy off-the-wall stuff. But Which, if anything, has, has kind of become regarded almost as, like, avant-garde um, um, theatrical mm-hmm. like like it's it, it like it isn't like oh that weird girl you know it's like oh, oh yeah, wow no. no she she's such an avant-garde performer oh it's so great when she does that like she's just transcended being like the weirdo to now just being awesome <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know i agree i agree and and i know i've said it on the show and i'll say it again i think the best thing that happened to her uh, well and i'm slightly biased here but i think the best one of the best things to ever happen to her was to team up with tony bennett i think he said to her stop wearing meat suits and let's make you a true real classic long-term music star and i think he just completely changed who who she's been and and this you know that weird sort of thing avant-garde as you aptly point out she was trying to be yeah i think she's still being that person i just think now people instead of it being like oh what is lady gaga doing now you're just going oh did you see what she did that was very brave of her I'm like, that's a meat suit. Why is that brave now? Like, I mean, I know it was weird before, but she did the Tony Bennett thing. So now it's avant-garde. I mean, I remember because she initially she would say that like her her performances, her appearances were art. There was one award show that she got carried in in an egg. Yeah. And it was supposed to be symbolic of something. I I don't remember what it was, but I mean, she she thinks that way. Well, and even retrospectively, like ever since like just because that Super Bowl show was so like, I'm going to run my ass off. I'm going to play instruments. I'm going to dance. I'm going to sing, clearly sing. Well, and I don't know if, if you can credit it all to no, no, no. spending I, time with Tony Bennett, no, to Tony's point. Oh, yeah. But but I mean, I think that's just one of the brilliant things that she did. You're like, oh, well, she, wow, you're really good. She was smart enough to know that she was going to have one of the largest global television audiences yeah. ever. And so if you're going to make a statement, that would be the place to do yeah. it. She's just killing it. Good for her. All right, let's move into Prop Bets. For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Luxor has begun taking down their eSports Arena building wrap. There's no word what this means for the actual arena. Eater Vegas is reporting that La Cave... Wow, wow, why could I not say that? Eater Vegas is reporting... You drink it. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't yet... I wonder when it's closing, if it's already closed. I, I just mean wine. I know, but I could go do a before and after. Oh, it's, I, I'm sure the wine isn't what's changing at this place. No, but I could do a before and after of the, the 
uh, space to see if the renovation I feel like you're searching for an excuse to drink wine, expensive wine. Duh. <laughs> like, well, then we could write it off on the show. But like, why, why are we writing? I could do a review. Like, what have you ever done a review? Like, let me drink this wine. Bizarre <laughs> Meat. We did a review of Bizarre Meat without you. It's true. Eater Vegas is reporting that La Cave Wine and Food. I don't know why I want that to be backwards. I want it to be food and wine. I don't know why. At Wynn is temporar- temporarily closing for a quick $1.4 million renovation and addition. While no details on the addition were provided, the space expects to open on December 31st. Oh, wow. So it's got to already be, be closed. Yeah. Mm, okay. Oh, well, there you go. Sorry. He would have liked <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. That was my plan. The chefs behind Fuku Burger and Tao are collaborating to open a 6,400-square-foot restaurant on the rooftop of the U.S. Post Office on the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and East Carson, or one block south of Fremont Street and Las Vegas Boulevard intersection. What style of food that restaurant will serve has yet to be clarified, except to say that it will be different from the restaurants they are best known for. When the project will begin or when it is expected to be completed is also unknown. This is interesting to me. I love that building. That's the building that I was telling you when I was skating on top of um, the Fremont Street Experience. When you look past, it's it's got that. You mean the Fremont Street Experience parking garage? Parking garage, yeah. yeah you, right. you weren't on top of the. I, was, I wasn't. Okay. Yeah. I know that Just, that was my revenge on Paul Blard. I'm like going, oh, I can't skate on Fremont Street. Fuck you. I'll, <laughs> I'll skate, skate on the canopy. Some amazing hookups. In there. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's good to be a local. <laughs> but no, when I was skating on top of that that parking garage. They have that lighting that that changes color that, that reflects on the side of the building. It's gorgeous. That's the building they're putting out on. So I can't picture the building, um, but I'm picturing that intersection, and that hasn't, like, the Fremont Street renovation hasn't quite gone down that far, right? No, it has. It, well, because it's not far from, yeah, it's off East Carson, and East Carson's where, um, where's that, the, uh, it's not. It's, it's where a lot of the nicer food areas are. I, and there's there's a big one that I know people are screaming about right now that I can't remember. But okay, uh, it's not Esther's Kitchen, but it's it's something like that. Something like I don't know. So it's therapy in the, or it's something. It's in the arts district. Well, no, because therapy is even before you get to Container Park. Okay, so then it. Oh, it, right, because that's on Fremont. No, but it's but it's in that same area, just a little bit south of it. Which side of Atomic Liquors? Which side of Las Vegas Boulevard is Atomic Liquors on? It's still it's on west east. of that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it's west of that. Yeah, It's only one block over from the Fremont Street, Las Vegas Boulevard intersection. It's only one block over and then south. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got to check Sounds a map. Sounds like you'll have to take her there personally. Yeah. Um, I need a map. Sorry. <laughs> Robbie Williams announced he will perform a second run of six shows at Encore Theater in 2019. The first is planned for March 6th through the 16th. The second will run June 19th through the 29th. Eater Vegas is reporting that Kona Grill at Fashion Show Mall will soon be converted into, is that XXI or 21 Bruco? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's uh, either Roman numerals for 21 or 21. I hope it's 21. I, I, that rolls off the tongue better. 21 Bruco. Yeah. It's a new concept being brought to you by the people behind Kona Grill. Few details are, are available for the concept, except that early estimates are it will cost an estimated half a million to renovate. Early estimates? Early estimates. Yeah, I think that was my fault, but it was still amusing to me. Okay. Early <laughs> estimates are it will cost an estimated. You probably don't need to have estimates probably not. estimated Pro- in there twice. Pro- probably not. Okay. Yeah. Ike's Love and Sandwiches is coming soon to the Fashion Show Mall. 
The San Francisco originated chain famed for its, quote, dirty sauce, uses creator Ike Shinadas. Shinadas. Shihadas? Shihadas? Shihadis. <laughs> anyway, it they uses the uh, creator Ike's likeness, likeness as its logo that and it looks god damn it. Uses creator Ike's likeness as its logo and it looks disturbingly similar to the person speaking currently. <laughs> really? Yes. I got to see this the logo now. The one that brought it up. All you got to do is Google Ike's love in sandwiches and the guy's logo or the guy it, it's it's a little cartoon character it looks very similar to me. Go ahead and Google it. I'll I, give you time. I am. I am I'm right literally now. doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to like this. Oh, not Ikea. <laughs> Stupid autocorrect. Oh, yeah. I see that. I see it now. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> Except you never smile like that. Yeah, well. <laughs> whatever. You can imagine. <laughs> You gonna sue him for for likeness infringement, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Attorney? I can't remember. I made a joke about it somewhere, but I was like, I don't think he's impeding on anything that I'm doing. So I'm like, I'm not doing sandwiches, so I don't really have a problem with it. Not to mention it's flattering, so I'm not gonna give you shit over Absolutely, it. Absolutely right. I mean, <laughs> who wouldn't want a a, a, a likeness named? Oh man, <laughs> who wouldn't want a likeness named after them or made after them? All right, we're done with that. <laughs> That's going to do it for news and prop bets. Now let's check the river. All right, so uh, we got a, a letter here from uh, Mike. Why don't you uh, read it to us, Karen? Sure. Well, it wasn't actually a letter. It was an email, but, you know. Um, and I'm going <laughs> to slaughter this last name, but Mike Scoopin? Scooping? think he says hi guys first time contacting the show but i just want to say i absolutely love the podcast oh thanks <laughs> in episode 282 you were discussing the houston rockets nba team and their owner possibly making a move to vegas tony mentioned there possibly being a legal issue in owning a team and a casino where you can bet on said team as an avid sports better when i come to vegas i know one of the caesars owners also owns a share of the boston celtics Caesars oh. properties do not post any lines on Boston Celtics games for this reason. Just thought I'd let you know. Like I said, I love the show. Do you plan on releasing any more review segments? I enjoy bringing those in the weeks leading up to a Vegas trip. Thanks again. Yeah, I mean... We, we've got, <laughs> honestly, so the reviews, what, what's gotten a little tricky with the reviews is since the, we moved, finding time to record with Alistair, because we always do the reviews with him, has gotten even more challenging. So we haven't quite How figured... How does that happen? The guy damn near lives out in Vegas at this point. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's a good point. We should just record... Can you hook up three mics? We should just record when he's here. Yeah, so what, what you're glossing over the fact is that... Who has to write those fucking things? I thought Alistair said he was going to write them. Oh, no. Alistair did say he's going to write them. And since then, you want to know how many he's written? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and in all fairness, you have to write the crazy intro because that's all you. No, he's written intros before, and I was, or and I even told him, I said, "Listen, you know, I can try and find some inspiration behind these. I, I don't, I don't know, but you can at least frame it like on." But apparently, that guy is way too busy not working to be able to write. Well, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's surfing the the British uh, airways, you know, yeah. travel sites to find deals to come back out here. Yeah. Listen, I get it's a skill, Alistair. I get it's a skill. But <laughs> 
<laughs> one that I'm I'm trying desperately to learn and develop. No, I don't mean a job. I mean writing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, good for you, Alistair. Good for you. <laughs> so, Mike, we, we have talked about it. We just haven't gotten there yet. And, and Mark's focused on all the various other things that he's doing. So the reviews that aren't a priority for him. Yeah. I mean, that was... So sorry that you like him, but Mark is just too busy. I'm working on... like, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I would like to record them. But writing right now, uh, like when I went through a whole writing block or writer's block situation, that was the only kind of stuff that I could I could crank out when I couldn't do vintage and I couldn't do... Well, I mean, we hadn't had the idea for POV. But I mean, at this point now, I can't keep up with the ideas. Like, I... I have to try and avoid what like well, I'll start watching a Vegas movie and then I'll start dialing in on something I'm like stop stop you got like fucking 12 other vintage that you still need to finish recording and going through that and Tony and I like the idea that inspired POV with 360 Vegas movies where we just watch a movie and comment on still haven't done one of those because POV happened and we're like oh fuck we gotta do that that's gonna be amazing so there's so many great ideas that I'm focused on that I'm like if if Alistair wants to write them or Karen wants to write them or, you know, I, absolutely, I would jump on those. Well, and frankly, uh, Mike, I would say if you're not already a Patreon subscriber, you absolutely, absolutely should consider joining and checking out those POVs because they're, I mean, they're <laughs> outstanding. They're just so fun and they're so cool that I, I, I know you want reviews of places to eat at, but come on, they're going to be closed down by the time you get back. <laughs> <laughs> Yelp is also asking for review. Oh, see, I don't know if most people do know this. So I think it was Yelp. Maybe it was Yelp or TripAdvisor. I don't know. Somebody. I can't remember who it was. For a period of time, I thought it would be fun to recycle my uh, monologues uh, for all the reviews. When I would do, uh, we we do a review and then I would do a review on there, and I you know I'd give our rating and then throw it on there. They're fucking like. Apparently pretty popular because really? I get emails all the time like on, so are we going to get any more reviews from you? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm busy on other things, all right? <laughs> I didn't know that. That's you, funny. <laughs> I'm like Let's so popular. You guys don't even know. <laughs> we are lucky. We are, uh, we are super lucky to be Speak for yourself, Tony. You only have to talk to him once a week. I deal I know, with this right? daily. <laughs> You know, I can totally stroke his ego and be like, "Okay, bye." Yeah, bye. right. And then I, then he comes back and said, "Tony understands. I know. Tony knows my greatness. What oh, does Tony appreciate it. me so much more than you?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Sorry, Karen. I don't. I do set you up for failure, don't I? It, it's all right. Trust me. After all these years, I know how to handle him. He comes in all ego. I just swat him to the ground. <laughs> Well, certainly this uh, very kind email from uh, Steve-O is not going to help any of anybody's ego because Steve-O says here, Hi, we really enjoy the podcast and all of the information you provide. We would love to attend one of the 360 meetups, but unfortunately they fall on holiday weekends. We were trying or we were wondering if there were any other plans for a mini 360 meetup or perhaps a meetup on a non-holiday weekend. We generally try to plan our visits for Sunday through Wednesdays, as these are usually uh, less expensive days to stay in Vegas. Once again, thanks for the information, humor, and the photos that you share. You know, it's an idea that we kicked. So one of the reasons why we fell on the holiday weekends is because Tony's job doesn't give him a whole lot of PTO. And now that I'm in a new career, I don't have a ton of PTO. So we, you know, it was a way that it would be inexpensive. It was... Um, a free day that didn't count against our PTO a vacation, and, and, and surprisingly, like Labor Day, the room rates are yeah. Are I mean, really it was cheap. kind of the perfect storm, so that's why we started doing it. And like, I read your email, and and like, we thought about it, 
but I don't know. So we're thinking about it is the point. I don't know if Tony would be able to join us if we decided to do something like that. I mean, odds are he wouldn't. So it, it wouldn't be the same experience, but I mean, it's definitely something that we're considering. I'm really glad you shared the idea. Well, and it, it's something else too. I think, you know, if you reach, if you're on Twitter, reach out to some of the other folks there because so obviously we're here. And even if it's not like an all day thing, like a, a little, you know, a mini meetup or meetup in the afternoon. Well, right. But evenings. I think his point yeah, is, yeah, but to meet some of the, the folks. So that's what I'm saying. So, so, you know, Reach out on Twitter and use, you know, hashtags, you know, 360 Vegas Vacation. You never know who's going to see it and when they might be coming. And, you know, is it something else that you can, we can kind of coordinate behind yeah. the scenes? Yeah, I think, yeah, I see what you're saying. But I, I feel like it's I know. not in his spirit. I, I think he's like, can you create the things that you do so I can then attend them? Because <laughs> at first when I read it, I'm like, dude, I live here now. You can just let me know. And I'm like, yeah, but you're kind of like you're not, not as cool only... as the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's heard really cool things about everybody right. else who comes to these. Like, uh, like uh, I like you. Thank you for coordinating. Right. <laughs> but it's really kind of everybody else. I appreciate the offer, dude. But seriously, like <laughs> everybody is what I want to do. <laughs> like I can, like even I can only tolerate you in doses. <laughs> which, which I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, or Steve and just hear me out here. Why don't you come out on Monday? Right, because if you stayed Monday night, that's the equivalent of a Sunday any other time because everybody would be going home the next day. So come on out and do uh, Monday, Tuesday with us. So many fun things happen on, on Monday. Matter of fact, I'd say the only thing you're really missing out on is the, the evening meetup that we do on the Sunday. The bus you come ride. out on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, the bus trip to downtown. Um, after that, you're there for all of Tuesday, Wednesday, and you can be there for Thursday, Friday. There are a fair okay. number of folks that stick around that long. I, I think his point is that he has plans for holiday weekends because he says that their trips usually fall Sunday through Wednesday, so that would fit perfectly. It's the holiday weekends that don't work for him. I assume oh, he's so like, like he's got family. I assume stuff. he's yeah, he's got like like most people he has plans with family. Oh We're right, because like, you're talking to three people that don't have right. children. Or, <laughs> yeah, hey Stevo, it's called life choices. <laughs> No, and hopefully we can figure out something that works because you know Steve. I love the idea. Like, yeah, like his. uh, It wasn't something that occurred to me. I mean, before we lived here, we thought about like, like an off kind of a trip. But if if Tony couldn't be involved, it was like the core isn't available. So yeah, it'd be weird. But I knew like there was a good chance that we'd be able to get Alistair. We'd be able to get some other contributor. You know, that would be able to come. So you'd still have a part of the core. You know, there. But once we got here, I was like, yeah, no. But then, like, I saw this. I'm like, yeah, it's not just you, Dick. Like, you're like your whole thing is a fun thing. Right. So it's a great we'll, idea. We'll work on it. How's that sound? We'll think about it. Don't commit me to shit, woman. <laughs> well, working on it doesn't mean it's going to make any progress. I don't know. <laughs> I thought she was saying we'll work on it while making the hand gesture of masturbation. I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll work on it. <laughs> well, then. That's when Mark does some of his best thinking. <laughs> Short spurt. <laughs> awesome. That was that was very funny. That Thank was you. Very funny. It's impromptu. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like we've got some audio too. We do. We will start with our original Vegas local, the original Vegas screener, our listener screener. Like I don't know where I'm going with this. She's got a. She has a history with us. Everyone, shut up and listen. <laughs> hey, Tony. Mark, Karen, 
it's Christina. I'm running through East Fremont underneath the giant martini glass. And I just wanted to give a shout out to you guys and all the listeners 360 Vegas. And if you want to run the strip, just like I'm doing now at the Vegas Marathon, you can run with me for Memorial Day weekend, the 360 5K. Love you guys. I got to finish this race. She amazes me. I, I'm like, I know, right? I'm like, no one's chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> Stop running. There's no bears in Las Vegas. <laughs> I feel like she went to a hypnotist, like one of those hypnotist shows, and they're like, someone is always chasing you. <laughs> you can never merely put one foot in front of the other. They must be done in a repeated fast motion. She's and, and I just don't understand, like the thought of, I would be so focused on, holy shit, I've got how many miles left to go. And she's like, oh, no, let me just whip out my phone and, you know, talk exactly. to these people and record home. this. They're like, amazing. what? She's, she's amazing. She is. And, and I get, I think that, you know, she and I talked before, and she, she'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I do think that um, the Vegas Marathon is just one of her favorites because of the fact that you get to run Fremont. And oh, Mr. yeah. And they shut it down, which I, you know, went down for that to try to get to the Mirage. Yeah, bad idea. I gotta gotta tell you, like, I I, I still feel like I'm trying to get myself psyched up for this New Year's Eve thing because I no, no, but but let me let me tell you why because I I stayed away for this marathon thing because and and Karen confirmed why I I did because if I would have experienced anything like she like I I was just doing my standard FHE shit when they were getting ready for that. And uh, or it wasn't even a FHE. Any, I, I was out and about. Everything I do is an FHE. But <laughs> for you, yes. But yeah. But um, so I was out and about, and they were shutting down the street, and I, I was just trying to get over to. You were getting Pizza from the, Rock. the Neon Museum. Yeah, I went to, to the Neon Rock, Museum yeah. real quick, and then I was going to jump over to to Pizza Rock, and I had to go way the fuck down to like almost Sahara to try and get to the other side, and I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. And then listen to Karen's story well, like, oh, yeah, you couldn't get to the other side of the strip. That just No, wasn't. you couldn't cross the strip. You definitely couldn't do that. And I don't know why, but for some reason, the, the biggest issue I had was coming in shit, Spring Mountain. They had it going from like six lanes down to one. Yeah. And so that slowed everything down. But once I got to the property, like once I pulled in behind TI and through the Mirage, it was easy. There was nobody there. And even getting like through the casino, it wasn't the casinos weren't packed. Right, but um, my my point is, the first time I'm stuck in that shit, I'm like, I'm never fucking doing this again. Yeah. So it's almost like I want to get myself stuck in it, in for that experience because that'll be like the best version and the worst version of it. So I can be like, oh, I fucking did it because I'm never fucking doing it again. <laughs> right, you know. but thank you, Christina, and you know for thinking about us when As you were always. in the middle of this. Okay, so. We also have some audio from Chad in New Hampshire. Hey, 360 Vegas. This is Chad from New Hampshire. We actually had the opportunity to meet at VV7s at the top of the Strat. I'm calling today to give you a quick trip update on a trip I recently completed. I had the opportunity to connect with the Oceans XL group, got to meet some cool people, and we had a ton of fun. As part of my trip, I ended up staying at the Downtown Grand. You know, the hotel can get a bad rap, but I thought the rooms were clean and comfortable. You know, the the music can get a little loud at night, but other than that, I thought it was a great place to stay. Uh, And in the end, my host treated me well. You know, he comped the five nights on a fairly limited amount of play, so that was a a nice bonus at the end of the trip. 
the group was actually staying at the plaza, so I spent a fair amount of time there as well. You know, I enjoyed the low table minimums. Uh, and uh, one night we actually went to Oscars. It's the steakhouse at the top of the plaza. The view f- up there was great. Uh, our server was phenomenal. As- I see. I have to experience it now because the, the, like, I see the movie casino and I know what that view used to look like. Yeah. And now since, so for those of you that don't know, I mean, I'm sure anybody who's been down there realized that there's a giant stage at the end of that. But that's kind of a Fremont Street experience. Fuck you to Plaza because Plaza is not a part of the. So everybody who is a part of the Fremont Street experience, like you don't have to be a part of it. But all of these casinos volunteer to pay dues monthly to support this whole thing because that thing drew people down there when nobody was coming down there. And there are some places that, that don't. So they, like they Boyd like does, um, the Stevens Group yeah. does, you know, anybody that the owns a property do. down there. I mean, yeah. not everybody, but the majority of The majority of them do. do. Plaza and, does not. And Plaza does not. And that was, while it's not official, anybody who's aware of that, it, it's kind of a pretty clear go, oh, oh, you're not going to pay into it? Oh, enjoy this view, motherfuckers. And hence they put the, the stage up at the end the, of Fremont, and, right there yeah, where it the ends at Maine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so... So it's like, oh, this great view at Oscars. Like, yeah, the back of well, the for, stage. First man. you were looking at the canopy. Now you're looking at the uh, the back of the stage. <laughs> and it, it's not just the stage. Like, it goes all the way up. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. Well, because that's where the, the end of the zip line goes. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> There's more. His name is Bobby, and, you know, he's a super cool guy. Made some great suggestions, and we just had a lot of fun. I ended up actually getting the skirt steak, and I, you know, I thought the steak was good. It was perfectly cooked. But if I was looking for a high-end steakhouse in Las Vegas, I probably wouldn't go to Oscars. I'd probably look for an alternative. Well, as I wrap this up here, I just want to let you know I'll be back in uh, Las Vegas in January for a, for a long weekend. And so maybe we'll bump into each other then. Until then. Awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I want to, number one, I, I want to try Oscars. I was hoping to get down there for that dinner and, and couldn't make it. But, um, you know, I've heard really good things about it. Although that Bobby guy, I'm not a fan of. That's the guy that does Robert De Niro thing. Like, yeah, know, move it along, buddy. Well, move it along. That, I don't need your shtick, sir. Right. That just annoys the crap out of you more than most people. Right. Um, Wait, I don't know what you're talking about. There's a guy that goes around and acts like he's Robert De Niro in there, and will come around and 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 talk to you and like. Hey, so we, at your table yeah, and stuff. I'm, I'm not even gonna do the. I, I, I for half a second, I almost did an impression. I'm like, are you gonna beat yourself up after this? Or, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but no. So I have heard. I have heard good things about the food, and I do think that the location is just yeah. kind of like an iconic thing. So we'll get there eventually. But I, I don't know. Downtown Las Vegas, it might be one of the better steakhouses. I don't know. We haven't tried it. But we tried Andiamo's. Andiamo's is really yeah. good. Yeah, Andiamo's is amazing. And Hugo Seller was good. I thought it was okay. Oh, okay. Hugo Seller was good. Try that out. Remember, our review was the best thing about Hugo Seller was the salad. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, but I also tried Beef Wellington, and it probably wasn't the best idea for me there. But um, it, it's a cool. Yeah. It is a very old school steakhouse experience that, you know, Tony. If you were to take Jen there, you know, every woman gets a rose, and it's yeah. it's very the the uh, sommelier is fantastic. If you like to drink wine, like yeah, yeah. you just tell him what you like, and he picks something for you. Um, so the whole experience was very cool. Yeah. And but the salad was amazing. Um, <laughs> but no, Andiamo's Andiamo's at the D is really good. Yeah, yeah, that's the be- I think it's yeah. the best steakhouse down here, and, and it's one of my favorite steakhouses in Vegas. Yeah, it's up there. I, I, I think. Can see why. I can see why. I, I still think you should give uh, uh, um, Oscars a try. Oh yeah. I've been there. Jen and I have been there a couple of times, and and we've really enjoyed it. So. Um, I, I'm I feel bad. I'm sorry, Chad. I, I wonder if it was because it was the skirt state. Yeah. I mean, I, I, 
I'm, I'm a big filet guy. I just, to me, I, I want to go with something that's going to have the least amount of gristle and the least amount of fat, <laughs> oh, yeah. particularly for what you're paying for it, you know, for those prices. Why not? You know, yeah. I, I guess my point is, is it, it pisses me off that I spend $50 or $75 on a piece of meat and I'm just, just lobbing, you know, massive yep. chunks of fat and gristle off. You're not, you and I are the same, like uh, cut a ring around it. And then, and then God it's forbid, like, God forbid it. there's any, there's any marbling in between it. I'm like, God damn it. Now I got to cut this fucking thing out. And I'm like, leave all <laughs> that. I'll take it home. Yeah. It'll be fine. Right, yeah. My wife's like, do you want a scalpel doctor? Because... <laughs> exactly. But no, I agree. Cause a skirt steak is one of those cuts of meat that it's got to be cooked just right in order for it to be, you know, tender well, stuff. So cut just right. Yeah. yeah so I'm sorry that didn't work out, but um, yeah, no, definitely. If you're if you're here, you know, Chad in January, you know, hit us up either Twitter, or Facebook, or something. Let us know, and we'll see if we can uh, can meet up. It'd be great to see you again. Yeah, I mean, we're not able to accommodate everybody, but I've said it before. I've been more social since we've been to Vegas you, than I kidding. have in any other city I've lived in in my adult life combined. Well, and part of it is number one. Everybody comes through Vegas at some point. Yeah, so but there's all, more people like coming all in. the cool people come to Vegas. Well, like, yeah. oh fuck yeah, I would totally hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there, there was a listener even a couple weeks ago that was in, which I'm going to completely mess up his Twitter handle. But Kurt and his wife were in town and they listened to the show, and you weren't able to go, but I met him, you know, down at the Cosmo yeah, for drinks so and stuff, and um, you know. Turns out we have a lot more in common than we thought we did. So um, it was, you know, a great, it, just great to meet some of these people that listen to the show. So um, yeah, if. It, so, Chad or anybody, if you're in town, just, you know, reach out to us. Like Mark said, maybe we can't make it, but would love to meet anybody we could if they're going to be out here, if it works out. The trick is... That's only Patreon people, by the way. <laughs> I'm cutting that shit out. <laughs> and then finally, good friend of the show, Robin from Anytime Gambling. He's got a call here. Well, hello, Mark, Karen, and Tony. This is Robin from Anytime Gambling. And I did just want to say thank you for that fabulous monologue in episode 282. It uh, really, uh, it's everything that I believe is going on in Vegas and, and they're just not getting it, I don't think, in terms of just providing a good gambling experience for those who are, who are going. So thank you. That was really, I thought that was really moving. And finally, I just wanted to let you know, I didn't know it being in Las Vegas and living in Summerlin, if you had gone to Anchor, uh, I think it's Anchor Steak, in uh, the, the shopping plaza behind Red Rock, that new, uh, new area. We enjoy going to it. We've been there two or three times when we go to Las Vegas. And um, we always order the mac and cheese waffle, if you've ever had that. Oh, wow. I don't know if you've had that yet or not, or if you've ever... That is now my goal. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, but my chest is getting a little tight just thinking about it, but damn, I want one of those in my face uh, yeah, right now. I'm not, I'm not familiar with it, but we, no. are, they, we are researching that. Like, immediately, I'm looking, it, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> I, I haven't heard of Anchor Steak. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're definitely checking that out. He's got more, but keep Googling that. Yeah, go ahead. Going to that place, so check it out, or if you've had it, or if it doesn't sound like anything you'd like to have, uh, no big deal. But I just thought I'd pass that on. Thanks for your podcast. Uh, great work by all. I appreciate that. I put so much heart into those things, like whether it's even humor. Like I keep saying, I've said it a trillion times, but it honestly is one of the things that I love about Twit Pick of the Week is I never, it's, it's like once a week, if only once a week, I'm inspired. And I never know what it's going to be. Sometimes it's just a smart-ass comment. Sometimes it's a historical reference. Sometimes it's, you know, something that just really captures my imagination. But it's like that that two series monologue as I was getting ready to go talk to the people at uh, at MGM Resorts was just super inspired. And I I, I love it. Even if it only touched one person, <laughs> I get a kick out of that. Yeah, my first thought was, oh, you're encouraging him and. <laughs> I heard Karen's eye roll. She's like, God damn it. Now I'm going to deal with this shit for a week. You're talking about dealing with the ego, Tony? There we go. <laughs> well, uh, before we move on, I would be remiss if we didn't at least give a quick plug for Robin. He does a, a a very cool blog. He's out in the northeast part of the United States, as you could probably tell from his accent. He's from the... the <laughs> Boston, Massachusetts area. Yeah, you can tell and, by the uh, way he said my name. Right, <laughs> That's kind of right. a tell. <laughs> but if nobody, if you haven't had a chance to go over to the letter N and the letter E in the words time gambling, N-E time Anytime gambling, oh, see, that's clever, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's got a really cool blog, but he's a very, very nice guy. And um, thank you for the very nice uh, comments or compliments. I, I, but here's the deal, Robin. I a lot of times hear Mark's um, monologue. I mean, I hear Mark's monologue just as you're hearing it. Like, I get the you get the chance to read him before, right? Yeah. But I'll tell you, he Robin's absolutely right. I mean, talk about. You you lined everything up in a very succinct manner, at least in my opinion, over your monologues to say we're such fans of Vegas. Please, Vegas, stop ruining yourself. So I get why Robin would reach out and say that that it touched him, because I think it I think it resonated with a lot of people. Yeah. So it's going to do it for episode number 285. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog. It's 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. Of course, you can support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates like amazon.com, earth limos, or just making a PayPal donation. You can also buy merchandise from our store. That's zazzle.com slash 360vegas. Or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send us some feedback, either written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, we have instructions on how to do that as well on the blog's main page. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360vegastony. Karen. I am at Karen Mark. You just told you where you can find me, so till next time. Yeah.